Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. read you a couple of verses, John chapter 15, and then maybe over in the book of 1 John just a little bit. I told, I also promised my wife that I would do my best to be fast and in a hurry, and some of you guys look uh, weary and well-doing, and so uh, we'll try to be very, be very mindful of time tonight, and uh, I probably have at least one more uh, chore to do before uh, the end of the day, and so but that's okay. Uh, I rather enjoy it most of the time. And uh, there's only a handful of things I don't like doing. And, uh, and yes, ma'am, that's correct. Rebecca looked over at me and she's done like this. That means paint. And I paint for two reasons. I paint for Jesus and I paint for my wife. And I'm, I'm going to mark one of them off the list. And, uh, and it's not Jesus. And so uh, th- there you go. John chapter 15, <laughs> uh, verse number, uh, let's just read verse number 11 and then let me, uh, let me pray. And we'll, we'll try to give what the Lord's laid on the heart for tonight. Uh, verse, uh, John chapter 15, verse number 11. He used this phrase, he said, these things, or this verse, it says, these things have I spoken unto you that, you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, your mercy. I pray, God, you'd speak to our hearts tonight. Uh, we ask you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for the great singing, Lord, how it ministers to our hearts, encourages our lives, or it uh, gives us strength, uh, Lord, to face another day and uh, continue in our walk with you. Lord, we're so blessed and we're so thankful for all that you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, John chapter 15 and verse number 11, I preached a message some time back uh, about joy out of this text. In fact, I preached it uh, a few days ago. I preached it in chapel and uh, I used it. And so I was looking at that tonight and I thought, well, maybe I'll just preach that. But as I looked at it, um, I started to see a few different things that maybe uh, we haven't used before or haven't noticed before. Uh, and, uh, but that phrase there that in the end of John chapter 15 where he said that your joy might be full. Now, so in John 15 verse 11 it says that. In 1 John chapter number 4, or 1 John chapter number 1 and verse number 4, and I won't be here for just a second, um, it said, and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And then in John chapter 16, verse number 24, it said this, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, uh, ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. So evidently, there is something to God's intention that we experience and have joy that is full. He said it not once, not twice, but three times. And another place, it speaks of it, and it's in a little bit of a different context, but it still uses the same verbiage, speaking about having fullness or a full joy. Now, when we preached this message the, uh, from the, the last time, we talked about the difference between joy and happiness. Uh, joy, uh, the joy versus happiness. And I wrote this down. Happiness, are, uh, happiness is momentary pleasure. Happiness is purely just a momentary pleasure. 
When your team wins, there's happiness. When you eat the cupcake, there is happiness. When, uh, you know, when something breaks uh, in your favor or goes your way, there is happiness. But happiness is a momentary experience. Joy is not a momentary experience, but joy, and let me see if I can read this, uh, joy is a state of being. It is a state of, uh, of uh, light uh, that is not based or conditioned on circumstance. So the variance between somebody says, I'm happy, they mean they're happy in the present moment. When someone says, I have joy, it is a state of being that, the, that my circumstances don't, don't have any dealings with. That's the reason when we go through tragedy uh, or we go through hardship that we would make we may not be able to make the comment I'm happy. But in spite I don't really know any place in my life where I've not been able to say that I have joy in my life as a Christian. Even though there's things that we faced and circumstances that we've endured uh, that were difficult or challenging, the joy of the Lord is still been has still been my strength. And so the difference between joy and happiness. John chapter 15 starts with the importance of abiding in Christ. There's four or five things here. Uh, maybe there's, uh, yeah, there's, I got a few of them. We'll try to, we'll give you the ones and, and we'll move along. But I, if, if we want to maintain a fullness of joy, I believe that the text gives us some things uh, that we can do in order to do so. The first thing that I notice about this uh, having full joy or fullness of joy or whatever you might want to title that is the first thing we see is abiding in Christ. In John chapter 15 verse 1, he said this, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch uh, in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it, might, that it may bring forth more fruit. I'm going to tell you something now. Uh, one of the things that is, that is in my heart, in my life, uh, that, is, I, that I, if I'm not careful will affect my joy or, yea, for sure, my happiness is the amount of fruit that I feel that I produce. When uh, last spring, when I was bugging uh, Brother Greg and Brother Udi about a garden, I, listen, I, if nothing had come up, I tried to act like I would be okay with that. Uh, but the truth is, I, I've been pretty miserable. I'd pretty been pretty disappointed if I had done all that labor and no fruit, I gained no fruit from it. I still have some in the freezer, and I'm thankful for it. But uh, the, listen, the part of our happiness is, is, is sincerely based on our, the fruit that comes in our life. With our children, you think about your children. You put all that labor in. Man, I, listen, I'm a very proud dad tonight. I just a few moments ago, I sat in a, a in a pavilion and watched Julia play a couple of songs in front of all these people, and she looked so confident and she looked so graceful. And uh, listen, it just it makes me listen. All those weeks of running her to a lesson, or all those uh, days that we write that check, or all that time we hear her in there plunking around. You're going, please make that stop. Uh, let her get that part down so she'll stop playing that again. You hear those, but you, you endure those things. You do those things because you're looking for fruit. You then come to church tonight and Philip gets up and sings with his mother. And uh, listen, I wish that you could hear him sing at home. 
He, he gets here and he gets timid and he gets shy. He did, he did well tonight, but he, he, gets, he gets timid and shy. He sings like his mother. You just haven't heard that yet. And there, but we, we pour into our children because we're expecting fruit. So fruit is a big part of us obtaining or having joy in our life. And Christ said in John 15 that abiding in Christ is directly connected to fruit in our life. So if you want to remain in joy, if you want your joy to be full, the first thing I think we notice is that we must abide in Christ. In verse number 4, he said, abide in me and I in you. In, was it verse number 6, number verse number maybe verse 5, he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth, that is a present state, that is a continuous action, he that abideth in me and I in him. In verse 6, he said, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them together. In verse number 7, he said, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you. So if we're going to experience a fullness of joy, it is contingent and based upon us abiding in Christ. The class came the other night, and I enjoy having people. I like being around people. I'm a people person. And they came and we started at seven. And I don't know what time the first one's, maybe Elizabeth was there first. And so she may have been there 6.15ish. And, and the last one left, it was almost midnight. And uh, I thought for a while that they were going to stop visiting and abide. Now that's a difference, right? And I'd been okay with it. I, I, I like the, the few that were still there. And the, and that worked out. I don't know how that sounded, but that's okay. But the difference between visiting and abiding is it's a, it's a place where we take up residence. Now, I may come visit you, but I'll come and I'll go. <clears throat> but to abide somewhere means it's a, it's a continuous state. It's somewhere that I'm looking to. Listen, if you're struggling with your joy, Maybe you don't have the joy you had when you first got saved. Maybe you've lost the joy of serving God. Maybe you've lost the joy of being a Christian. I'm telling you, a large portion of that has to do with us abiding in Christ. So we see this, that we must first off be abiding in Christ. You want your joy to be full, abide in Christ. Number two, in verse number nine of chapter 15, he said this, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. The first thing I notice is we're to abide in Christ. The second thing I see is that we should be continuing in love. Your joy is based, listen, your joy is based on abiding in Christ, but it's a continuing in love. He said, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye, keep going in my love. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, what did it say? Ye shall abide in my love. So, continue, so, so here it is, I'm to abide in Christ, I'm to continue in love. Abiding or continue in love has to do with me keeping his commandments. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide, what did he say? Abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So abiding in Christ 
You say, I'm struggling. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, and, and this isn't nothing to snicker at. It's nothing to look down on anyone for, but there are a lot of people that are struggling today. They are discouraged. They are depressed. They are weary in well-doing. Uh, there's a lot of hardship. There's been a lot of darkness lately, and so there's a lot of that going on, and all of that is very genuine and very real. If you're struggling with your joy, I'm going to tell you a portion of the cure is abiding in Christ and continuing in his love. He talks about continuing in his love. This is what he said. He said that we're to continue in his love, <clears throat> that your joy may be full. In verse 12, he said, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. So we're continuing in his love, and we're continuing to love as he's loved us. I'm going to tell you something. If you're struggling with your joy, if you want to live in fullness, the fullness of joy, you got to love other people. You got to have a love for other people. And you know what I found out? That love is tied to, I know you've heard me say this before because I tend to say the same things multiple times, but true love is sacrifice. True love is putting someone else before me. Listen, I, I love my children, therefore, oftentimes I put them ahead of me. I love my wife and always, by the grace of God, I put her ahead of me. There's a lot of things. Listen, I will tell you now, I'm, I wasn't joking a while ago. Yeah, I, I don't like to paint. I don't like anything to do with painting. I don't, it, it makes me insane. I don't like the trim. I don't like to roll. I don't like opening the can. I don't like mixing it. I don't like cleaning up the mess. I don't like anything about it. But the only reason, listen, I'm telling you now, but there are things that we do Gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. There's things we do for our spouses, and we do them because we love them. We put their wants, their needs, and their desires instead of ours. And, I, and while we're here, I'll just tell you, if you want a, be a better marriage, practice that a little more often, and your, your marriage will improve. Whatever level it is, whatever, wherever you're at in your relationship, it will improve if we're just practicing truly loving one another. I'm convinced of that. He said we're to love others as he has loved us. He said that you love one another. So here it is very quickly, and I told you I'd be fast. Uh, he said abiding in Christ. Uh, you want fullness of joy? Abide in Christ. Number two, we're continuing love. Number three, we've got to deal with distractions. In verse number, John chapter 15, verse 18, here's what he said. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. He goes on and says in verse 19, if, the, if ye were of the world, the world would love his own because uh, ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the, uh, the word that what I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So if we're going to, listen, I'm going to tell you something. If we're going to keep our joy, we're going to have to abide in Christ. We're going to have to continue in love, but we're going to have to ignore some things. You're going to have to just close your eyes and, and just, just get over the fact uh, that it's not always going to be pleasant, that everybody's not always going to be nice to you, that every vote, every decision isn't going to be made with you in mind, that the world is going to uh, hate you, not for anything you've done, not for anything you are, but for who possesses your life. 
If we're going to have joy, listen, I'm going to tell you something. The last 18, 24 months, if you've kept any joy at all, it's because you ignored a few things. You've had, we've had to ignore the news, the, the health boards, the, the politicians. Just listen, and I don't mean turn a blind eye. I don't mean uh, not be, keep up with what's going on. That's not what I mean at all. But yeah, listen, my joy isn't based on them. My joy, my, listen, my happiness may come in a moment, but my joy has no, it has no bearing on the world or the things of this earth. It just doesn't have it. Say, I've been depressed. I've been struggling. I've had a hard time. And, and listen, I'm going to tell you, one, I, I, I've been there. I understand. I may not know what you're going through. I may know what or how or why. Uh, I, I tried to tell someone the other day, I cannot empathize with you. I have not been there. But this much I know in all the struggles of my life, listen, the Lord has still been good. My joy cannot be taken away by my circumstance. So we're continuing in uh, in our love, and we sit there, and we talked about dealing with distractions, and and so he talked about that. And and so there's going to be some things in our life that are just distracting that will get in the way, and you're just going to have to, if you're going to keep your joy, I think we're going to have to turn, uh, we're, going to have to, we're going to turn some things off in our life. I meant to, I don't want to miss this, but in John 15, verse 13, we, what would have been, should have been the third one, is, some, is the nearness in our relationship. Look in John 15, 13. He said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Verse 14, he said, ye are my friends. In verse 15, he said, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth uh, not what the Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. Listen, we, if, we're going to, if we're going to live in the fullness of our joy, one of the things that we're going to have to notice and recognize is there's a nearness in our relationship. Listen, that great big God that we talked about creating the heavens and the earth, listen, that, that oh, what a Savior's mind that died on the cross to save our sins, that same God, He called us friends. It's a nearness of our relationship. Your joy is, listen, there's a lot of times, listen, that, I've had some lonely moments. I, I remember when Philip uh, had a seizure three years old or so, and I, I'll never forget standing in the yard and waiting for the ambulance, and the ambulance came, and, and they put him in the back of that ambulance, and Rebecca rode in the back of the ambulance with them, and so she, it was only the three of us, we were an hour at least from anybody that we knew, you know, outside of the church family, and it's three in the morning, and here we are out in the middle of nowhere. She's in the ambulance with the driver and the EMT. She knows what's going on. She's there with my son. And I'm riding up the road all by myself behind that ambulance, not knowing a thing that is going on. Many of you have been there. You know that feeling. You know what that's like. Oh, but listen, I have never been so lonely that I didn't have a friend in Christ. It's, it'd do us well to remember the nearness of our relationship with the Lord and how that helps me in maintaining the fullness of my joy. My happiness maybe wasn't there that day. There wasn't any happiness that day. And there have been days in your life that there's no happiness. 
When the bank called and said you, you, you were behind or, or when, that love, when you got that phone call about a loved one that's passed on. Listen, there's no, there's, not, there's no happiness in those days, but the joy is still there. And in part, it's because of the nearness of my relationship with Christ. He's, he's not just my Savior, but He's my friend. There's a friend, the Bible said, that's sticking closer than a brother. The nearness of our relationship dealing with distractions. In verse John chapter 1, we see just two more, and, and, and I told you I would be brief, and, and I've got 13 minutes to the top of the hour, and I'll, I'll do my best to be done prior to that. First John chapter 1, in verse 1, he said, remember, that's the, this, is, this is the other place. Let me flip back here. Uh, in 1 John 1, 4, it's where he said again, remember, in these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. So he's talking, uh, he's talking about much of the same things. In 1 John 1, 1, it says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands, or, and handled, excuse me, and handled with, uh, and our hands have handled, I can read, didn't take phonics, but I can read, of the word of life. So the things that we talked about was abiding in Christ, continuing in love, the nearness of our relationship. Number four, dealing with distractions. That's a good one for me, right? And then number five, don't be forgetful. You want to maintain your joy? Don't be forgetful. I, I know that sounds simple, but, but we, have to, we have to remember there's some things that we need to remember, and here's what he's talking about. He said, uh, that which we've heard from the beginning, uh, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. The word of life. Listen, you want to hold on? You want to. You want your joy to remain? I, we, we can't be forgetful. We must remember the things that God has spoken, the things that God has told us, the things that God has shown us, the times where God has touched our lives. Oh, listen, I want to tell you, there's, the Lord wants your joy to be full. Happiness is fleeting, but joy will remain. How's your joy? Have you been struggling? The holidays are tough. Man, I'll tell you, the holidays are tough. Why? Because I don't, and you think that wouldn't be true, but the holidays are tough. During the holidays, our mind begins to go back. Rebecca wasn't real happy the other day. I was like, what's wrong? I figured I'd done something different or wrong. And yeah, I'm always wrong. You know, 23 years of practicing, 22 years, whatever it is. See, I was wrong again right there. Then boom, I told you. And, and, and she started talking about it. She said, this is the first time in like 19 years that under our Christmas tree, there are no toys. There are no toys. I know that sounds silly uh, maybe to you, but uh, it, there, there's not a single toy under the tree. My son is 19. I probably could buy, maybe it would be probably easier to buy him one than Julia, but Julia's 12 and she thinks she's grown, Philip all to be grown. And so uh, there's just no toys under the tree. Happiness, right? There, there, listen, there's something, but our joy, our joy is in Christ. Our joy is in the Lord. The holidays are difficult. Sometimes the holidays are difficult because of passing time. Sometimes they're difficult because of past loved ones. 
we're reminded. I, uh, I, we're, we're reminded of our family and, and years gone by and Christmases and, and events where so-and-so was there. And, it, and listen, and it touches and it burdens our heart. Or maybe there's separation. Maybe we're not, we're not, we're, we're, we've always had split Christmases because family has been from one end to the other. And that's just, listen, if you haven't grown acquainted with that, that's not easy. But that affects my happiness. Has no bearing on my joy. How is your joy? Oh, can I encourage you to abide in Christ? To continue in love? to remember or recognize the nearness of God. The God of heaven is my friend. Oh, can I encourage you to, to ignore the distractions, ignore all the negativity of life. And, and I'm not saying you know what I mean. Continuing, don't be forgetful. Remember what the Lord has done for us. And then the very end of this, he said, is where he said in 1 John 1, 8, he says, for, and here, here they are, right? Uh, and I, don't, I didn't give you the rest of that, and it's okay, I won't give that to you tonight anyway. It's fine. In 1 John 1, 8, he said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. He goes on and says in verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. We talked about that this verse this morning. In verse number 10, he said, if we say we have sinned not, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So it's don't be forgetful. And, and the last one is we must keep confessing. You want to remain in the fullness of your joy? We must keep confessing. What, I, I, don't, I forgot who it is. I don't remember which preacher. It, I, in my mind, it seems like Brother Wayne. It felt like Brother Wayne. But, but someone would say that we're to keep short tabs with God. You want your joy to be full? Keep confessing. He said there in three places, he talked about our confessing. He said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. There is sin in our life. It is a part of the human condition. We can't, listen, there's no getting around it. You can't, you can't undo it. It's just who, it's just our sin-cursed nature. He said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive. In verse 10, he said, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. We have to deal with our sin. So he said, preacher, what are you trying to say? I'm saying if you want to abide in full joy, if you want your joy to remain full, be abiding in Christ, continue in love, uh, nearness, recognize the nearness in our relationship. Deal with the distractions. Don't be forgetful. Keep confessing. Let's have the joy that God clearly intended that we might have. Heads about, eyes are closed, stand to our feet. If y'all come get us a song of invitation. I told you I'd be brief tonight. I, I, it is my desire to live in full joy. God loves you. He cares about your life. They're going to come and get us a song. If the Lord has dealt with your heart, maybe you have a need. It may have nothing to do with what we preach. It may have nothing to do with anything that's going on today. But maybe there's something in your life that you need God to do. Maybe you've been struggling with your joy this, summer, this season. Boy, it's been hard. It's, it's been a hard couple of years. But I want to tell you that God desires your joy to be full. That's not Joel Osteen, but I want to tell you it's the truth. 
It's the Bible. While these are praying, if God spoke to your heart, would you come? Listen, I'm telling you, God, God wants to do a work. I hope you can see the hand of God in this place over the last several months. It's been a difficult year, but man, Preacher and I were talking about it just the other day. God is doing some great things. We've seen some people saved. We've seen some people grow. We, we've seen people added to the, to, the, to the church. Man, God's doing great things. While these pray, would you come?